Hi, and welcome to the Happier You podcast. I'm your host, Bonna Normando. The goal of this podcast is to deliver a little bit of sunshine to you weekly. Each episode is meant to challenge and inspire you. I'm no expert. I'm just a regular gal who's inviting you on this journey to find the happier you. Welcome back, happy people. This week, we are talking about the importance of rest and taking care of yourself. And this idea came to me as I was reading books, as I always do. Um, And this one, again, came from Brene Brown's book, The Gifts of Imperfection, and where she talks about one of the skills of being a wholehearted person is letting go of exhaustion as a status symbol and productivity as self-worth. And the other book, as I was doing the research for this, I remembered way back when, it's a book called Peaceful Parent, Happy Kids, years ago when Norm was going to see often, we had been posted back out to the coast. He kept going to see, and Alex had a really tough time adjusting to it. And I was having a tough time parenting Alex through this. So I grabbed this book, Peaceful Parent, Happy Kids. And in it, she basically says, you need to take care of yourself so that you aren't taking it out on your child. So basically you need to be well-rested and well-cared for so that your child gets the best of you, not what's left of you. And that really hit me because when Norm goes to sea, I don't sleep. You know, I have trouble going to bed on time. And since I read that book, it actually has been a non-negotiable for me. I know that when he goes away, I have trouble getting sleep. So I make sure I put myself into routine because I need my sleep. I know other people can get by without very much sleep, but I cannot. I physically get ill and mentally, I'm just, I'm not the best me. So I was having a conversation with my friend Kathleen about this a couple months ago and found out that she is taking her master's in counseling psychology. And we had this great conversation about sleep and rest. And as part of your program, you had to study yourself, which I think is so cool because I think I informally study myself all the time, but you had to formally study yourself and then report back as part of your course, right? Right. Not very scientifically, but yes. But still, yeah, exactly. More than the rest of us do in our normal day-to-day lives, right? Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. I got so nervous doing this interview with Kathleen on a Zoom call with video that I completely forgot to introduce her. Apparently, I have issues as soon as you put a video camera in front of me. I met Kathleen my first day in the military many, many moons ago. Um, We have been friends ever since. And in fact, we were posted to our first ship together and were cabin mates as the first female officers posted to that ship. Kathleen has been a very close friend for a long time. And in fact, we both married Navy guys and had our kids within weeks of each other. Norm and I are honored to hold the title godparents to Kat and Andy's daughter. We no longer live in the same city, but as much as we can, we try and make sure our paths cross as often as possible so that we stay connected. After all of that, welcome to the podcast, Kathleen. I am so sorry I have issues with video cameras. So Kathleen is here as a favor to me because I just thought it was so interesting. You know, we read studies all the time, but Kathleen is just a normal person, just like me. And she basically had to study herself. So Kathleen, will you please share the reason you had to do this study and what you learned about yourself. Oh, thanks. Well, we did it because I had to do a study on something that would affect me and improve my 
work in a course. And so I thought, well, the thing for me that changes my life drastically is the amount and quality of sleep that I get. So I chose that. Other people chose different things like procrastination or eating chocolate or whatever. But I thought, you know, sleep is so crucial. You just said it. If you're well rested, you can give the best to somebody, to your family. And and I hadn't been doing that. So I thought, let's look at sleep. So we did it for 30 days. Before starting the study, I looked at what my baseline was, like how much sleep was I getting? Was I waking up at night? Why was I waking up at night? And I wrote down everything that I could. Then I did some research of why sleep was important, like for my self-control or my energy or mental health or what have you. And then I decided to make a little checklist. And every night I would do the checklist and see if that improved my sleep quality and quantity. And in the end it did, but it was surprising because the three things that really made a difference were going to bed on a routine, like routine really is important for that circadian rhythm. And I didn't really believe it because I'm not somebody who necessarily goes to bed on a routine, but it really made a difference to set a bedtime and half an hour before that bedtime have everything done so that your mind's not racing like, oh, I had to do this. Oh, I have to do this tomorrow and this and this, like really being able to go to bed with that fresh sort of relaxation so I, I picked a bedtime of nine o'clock, which might seem early to people, but so that by 8.30, I had everything done. I, you know, you'd got your fresh PJs on, your, you brushed your teeth, you did your whole routine. And part of that was a social call. I had to make sure that I contacted somebody during the day as a social like connection, um, because especially since it was during COVID, I thought, you know what, for the mental health, while you're falling asleep, you could reflect on the fact that you you had that social interaction um, despite COVID. The other thing that was important uh, in the results was eating and drinking within like an hour to two hours before. I just found that my body can't take that because I'll be up in the middle of the night. I'll either have, you know, vivid dreams or I have to get up to go to the bathroom or it might even cause me to overheat if it's carbs or whatever. And then the last one, which was almost the most important one was putting the your tech devices, for me, my iPad, away at least a half an hour. Uh, Studies recommend an hour, but I knew it wasn't achievable for me. So at least half an hour because the blue light from your iPad and from your tech devices actually inhibits your melatonin, which your body's process to get to sleep uses melatonin. And so the blue light inhibits that. So by by stopping my iPad beforehand, then I was giving myself my best chance. If I did those three things specifically, I had a really high success rate of increasing the time of sleep, the ease of getting to sleep, like the time it took me to get to sleep, and just the quality of the sleep and the next morning feeling more refreshed and ready to give my best, as you said, to the people around me. So if any of those three happened, for instance, if I didn't uh, do my sleep preps or if I ate and drank within that time frame or if I used my tech device within half an hour of going to sleep, then it was almost sure that I would have a, a poor sleep night. It was remarkable to me because I didn't think it would have that much effect. And was there anything that you thought would have an effect and you found out it wasn't that big of a deal? Um, I hesitate to say it because one of my things that I did is I followed um, a meditation, like a sleep script every night, as soon as I was about to get ready, like I was in bed, ready to sleep, I would put in um, mindfulness-based 
meditation script and I changed it. I had different ones that I listened to and I found that I was really focused on them and, and my mind didn't wander. So that was great. And I thought that, that that meditation would have like a more of an effect, but in the end, I don't know if that really helped, but it made me feel good because one of your podcasts had said, you know, how to build a habit. And that was one that I wanted to build every day. I wanted to listen to that because I thought it's such a nice way to go to sleep, but does it actually help? I don't know. So are you still doing it though? Because you liked it? I am. Good. That, that part, not, not the whole sleep. Like I no longer go to bed at nine o'clock and I don't always put my iPad away <laughs> beforehand, but the meditation, yeah, I try to do it every night. I like the calmness that it brings and the fact that if you're focused on it, all those other things you would normally have kept you awake are not keeping you awake because you're focused on the, this guided meditation of where you're going. <laughs> well, that's interesting because it's a way to put meditation in your life, like you said, right? Like if it, if it becomes part of that routine, then, you know, then so be it. Just because it didn't show up in your sleep numbers doesn't mean it's not beneficial, right? So mm-hmm. that's yeah. kind of cool. It's yeah. interesting because I remember when you and I talked about this before, I was saying, I do know that eating late, and this is back from our Navy days, when I'd have the mids and I'd take candy on the mids with me, I would sleepwalk and have nightmares. And I realized very quickly, wow, probably slower than I would have <laughs> preferred to realize that I just can't eat that kind of stuff late at night or the middle of the night, certainly. Like I have learned that I'm a much nicer person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I sleep. So. But it- and it's interesting too, because I thought, you know, we always hear, oh, you need at least eight hours sleep. And so that's what I was trying to push myself towards, like to see if I could achieve that and if it would make a difference. And it didn't. Getting over eight hours of sleep was no different than maybe getting seven and a half hours sleep. But I did find that my number is seven hours. So anytime over seven hours, I had the same mood as if I had nine hours. It didn't matter. But if I had just less than seven hours, I had a headache. I had to have a nap the next day. I was like just moody and cranky. So like everybody's different, right? So I encourage everybody to try that and say, what's my number? Right. Because, and my number is at least seven, you know? So what I find interesting about that is pre doing this test, would you have realized that the headache or the not feeling good or the crankiness, would you, you know, previously, would you have realized that it was, you were shy on sleep? No, I, no, I'd probably attribute it to something else. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you don't know what it is. You're like, oh, I woke up with a headache. Exactly. Just- right. Well, thanks, Kat. This has been so fun. So Kathleen isn't physically in the podcast booth with me, but she is. She's right there. I can see her. Um, so thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And uh, I always like to finish the podcast with a quote. So before I give you the quote this week, I just want to encourage you to pay attention to how are you taking care of yourself? So are you getting enough sleep? Are you aiming for exhaustion as a status symbol or is your self-worth based on productivity? Remember, the people around you deserve the best of you, not what's left of you. Okay, so the quote for this week is, sleep is the golden chain that ties health and our bodies together. And that's from Thomas Decker. And I couldn't resist the other ones from Dalai Lama, so I thought I'd share it. Sleep is the best meditation. So there you go. That's it. All right, happy people. Have a great week and go get your happy on.
Okay, first of all, welcome Kathleen. Sorry, that was the world's worst introduction, but welcome to the Happy Room. Oh, that's great. And now for me, it's alcohol in the middle of the night. Uh, I'm up, it's like three o'clock, like clockwork. Yeah, that's right, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring back the music. 